the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, this is important for us to connect this because the sacrifice was substitutionary. The the worshiper would come and they would place their hands on the head of the animal and press into it as if to transfer their guilt from them to the animal who was slain to pay the wages of their sin. And this Old Testament sacrificial system was a picture of what God was going to accomplish through Jesus Christ. Taking us through Matthew chapter 5 in the New Testament, a portion of the Sermon on the Mount known as the Beatitudes, is Pastor Leighton Sheely, and this is a series he's sharing right now with the congregation. You can find out about service times on their website at highlands.us. And he begins today with a rather colorful illustration. Now, most of us, I think, have not gone to the city dump, and I've been to the city dump recently. It's not the same as when I grew up. Because my grandpa used to take me to the dump once in a while, and I hated going to the dump. Because it smelled rancid, especially when it was hot. And there was worms and that noise. It was just a terrible, terrible place to be. I felt filthy. I needed a shower when I was done. And Jesus was trying to help people say, you know the garbage dump? Hell is worse than that. Far worse than that. It's not the words, the choice of words that put us in jeopardy of going to hell. Because people can get a lot more creative than calling each other idiot or fool. There are people who make an art of stringing words together to disparage other people. It's not the words, it's the attitude. It's the attitude of thinking someone else is worthless, devaluing them, despising them, diminishing them. And the problem with that is every person is made in the image of God. And when you disparage a person who's made in the image of God, you are also disparaging the one who made them. Now, to hate someone is to commit murder in our hearts, but that doesn't mean we should say to ourselves, well, I'm already guilty, I might as well go ahead and do it. That's just adding sin on top of sin. Jesus insists that it is a most serious matter to destroy a person's reputation. And that no punishment is too severe for the gossip or the talebearer that murders people's reputation, that such conduct in the most literal sense is deserving of hell. I think all of us have thought angry thoughts. I don't think there's a person here who has ever not spoken an angry word. And if we recognize that, we're going to realize we got a problem with sin. What do we do about that? Jesus answers that question in the next verse. So if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. An angry person needs to be very careful how they worship. And Jesus says, if you come to worship and you are reminded that there's somebody that has something against you, You need to, if you can, go and be reconciled to that person immediately. You see, it's not enough just to control 
our own anger, although that's important, it's also important for us not to intentionally arouse anger in someone else. And if somebody else is angry with us, whether it was intentional or unintentional on our part, we have a responsibility as best we can to mend that relationship. Now there's no guarantee that every relationship can be mended. Because there are some people that are not amenable to being in good relationship with you. There's some people who have passed from this life to the next and there's no possibility at at this point of mending that relationship. And quite frankly, there are some people who are toxic and there's no way that a relationship can be mended with them. But what the Scriptures say in Romans 12, 18, as far as it depends upon us, we need to live in peace with our fellow man. And Jesus teaches this in the context of worship and in the context of sacrifice. And it's important we catch this. The idea behind sacrifice is very straightforward. If a person does something wrong that disturbs their relationship with God, and the sacrifice is intended to mend that relationship. But in order for the sacrifice to be effective, there has to be a confession of sin and true repentance, and that true repentance must also include an attempt to remedy the consequences or the cost that that sin has caused. Uh, one example of the sacrifices of the Old Testament is the Day of Atonement, where sacrifice was made for the sins of the whole nation. But not even the sacrifice on the Day of Atonement could be effective for a person unless they were first reconciled to their neighbor. In other words, the breach between man and God could not be healed until there was a healing in the breach between man and fellow men. And in the case of the sin offering, such as to atone for a theft, the thing that was stolen had to be restored. And if it was discovered the thing that was stolen had not been restored, then the sacrifice was considered null and void. It was ineffective. It had to be destroyed as unclean. Now this is important for us to connect this because the sacrifice was substitutionary. The the worshiper would come and they would place their hands on the head of the animal and press into it as if to transfer their guilt from them to the animal who was slain to pay the wages of their sin. And this Old Testament sacrificial system was a picture of what God was going to accomplish through Jesus Christ. As foretold by the prophet Isaiah, God transferred our sins to Christ who carried it to the cross and died there because the wages of sin is death. In order for the sacrifice to be valid, confession and restoration were involved. Do you see the connection here? That before we can have a good relationship, a right relationship with God, we've got to have right relationships with each other. That's why Jesus says in the next chapter, if you forgive, you'll be forgiven. If you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. It's very, very important. Jesus said, leave your gift. That's a command. You know, sometimes we might wonder why there seems to be a barrier between us and God, and it might very well be that there is some unresolved issue between us and someone else that can be resolved, and we need to to resolve that. And we need to do so right away. The illustration that Jesus next provides describes the urgency and the importance of reconciliation. He says, come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you've paid the last penny. Quickly, with haste, 
Don't delay. Do it now. Fix this. And Jesus is giving really practical advice here. He's saying, stay out of the court system if you can. I know of way too many cases over my years of ministry where people got into the justice system and didn't get justice. It's called the justice system, but it rarely produces justice. He's saying, get the thing settled out of court if you can. Court cases were settled by elders. There was a time set, and the plaintiff and the defendant would appear before the elders, and if a person was judged guilty, they were handed over to the court officer whose duty it was to make sure that the penalty was paid, and if it wasn't or couldn't be, then, it was, then that person was handed over to the jailer. In Jesus' day, a person who could not pay the debt could be thrown into prison until the last penny was paid. The debt was fully repaid. So people would sell everything they had to try to keep out of prison because if you went into prison, there were very few opportunities for a job or for a way of paying off your debt. And many people would end up dying in prison because they were sent there with a debt they could not pay. Listen, the sin of anger, like every sin, is ultimately against God. And when Jesus talks about being thrown in prison, he's not talking about a human prison, he's talking about hell. And what he's giving us warning is, is a way to avert God's wrath so that we don't end up in hell. You see, relationships are very, very important to God. It is important that we conduct all of our relationships in a godly manner. And if we ever have a problem with somebody and we've done something wrong, we need to humble ourselves and ask their forgiveness and seek for reconciliation. And if we're right, we need to humble ourselves and see if there's a way of healing that relationship. Some people sit and wait thinking things are going to get better, and they rarely do. Usually positions harden, hearts harden, and it gets harder and harder for a resolution to take place. Jesus is saying, don't wait. Quickly, take care of it right now. Any situation, take care of it right now. So here's your homework for this week, should you choose to accept it. First off, don't get angry. And it starts right now, not outside of the church parking lot. Don't get angry. And if you do get angry, confess, repent, and bring it to Jesus. Don't get angry. Number two, if you do get angry, don't put it in words. Don't express it. And if you do express it, confess, repent, and bring it to Jesus. Number three, if you become aware that somebody has a problem with you and it's possible to resolve that situation, try to resolve it as quickly as possible. You see, it's important for us to keep our heart clean before the Lord. Confess, repent, and ask God's help. People have always been more at ease with the ceremonial part of religious experience. Back in the day of Jesus, it was showing up at the temple with your sacrifice. Today, it's showing up at church. People are comfortable with that, but what God wants us to do is to get rid of any unconfessed sin in our life and live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Confess, repent, and seek Jesus. Now, I think, as I said earlier, we all understand that no one, if they're being really honest, actually keeps God's law as God intends. Every one of us has been angry. I can, I can guess that every one of us at some point has expressed that anger. And, and I'll bet 
that every one of us at some time in our life has said something negative about somebody to somebody else. Aren't you glad your salvation isn't based on you? For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace, God's grace, you have been saved through faith. And this not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. God has given us this incredible gift, salvation, by grace, through faith. Because none of us can can do it ourselves. So the question is, have you received God's gift? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Well, if you haven't, I'd like to give you the opportunity to make that decision today. If you're new to the Christian faith, that's what we call an invitation, that opportunity to come forward, usually in a service, and make that profession of faith. You can't do that, obviously, in this situation, but you can get in touch with us and we can answer any of your questions. We would love to hear from you. All of our contact information is on our website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. This is an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands, and we're here at this same time on a daily basis. Come back tomorrow if you can when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.